everybody. Uh, my name is Gav Mack, and I'm here with Alex Osborne and Stephen Buck for Five in Midfield. There we are. How are you, boys? You all right there? I'm good, mate. You? Yeah, I'm very well. Alex, what are you cooking in the background? Jesus. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you cooking in the background, son? Bloody hell. Loads of noise. Anyway, we're here with the top fives. Um, first this week will be Alex Osborne. Alex, what's the, the what's, the, what's the top five, Gav? We need top to let the people know. I already, said, I already said that. Cool. Right, uh, number five. You two, number you two five. worried about cooking in the background. Number five. What's he doing? 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 What's he and he was their long-standing captain. Now, some mates say that, you know, he, he wasn't necessarily successful as that Aston Villa captain, but I'd like to think of it at this point of view. Having been the, the record uh, Premier League appearance holder, he has definitely been a successful player in that regard, because um, otherwise, if he wasn't, if he wasn't uh, any good, then he surely would times. He'd go on to if he's with City. I know he didn't captain them as such, but he was very successful. And also during Aston Villa's probably better moments during the Premier League, um, that team there, which had a couple of other players like John Carew, Gabriel Bonlahor, Ashley Young, you know, Stylian Petrov. They, 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 that, that pretty decent Aston Villa side that were, were top six before top six was fashionable, you know? Yeah. Who's number four? Number four, Mark Noble. It's a very similar, very similar vein to Gareth Barry. Again, he, and this is this is one thing that I did like as well that I, I appreciated. He is very much a, he's a one club man. He's been at West Ham his whole career, and they've um, getting consistently picked. I don't know whereabouts he appears in the Premier League record holders, but I imagine when all's said and done, as long as West Ham don't get relegated or anything like that then uh, I think he'll be certainly up there in terms of appearances as well. And he's their long-standing captain, takes their deserves penalties. Caps. What's that? Deserved, uh, yeah. He deserved, he, he, well, not now. Like, it's too late now, but he deserved a cap yeah. for England, you know, like yeah. when we were looking for someone to Absolutely. do something like quite yeah, either, he so, I think yeah. he, was, he was overlooked though, wasn't he? Because really, as, as good as what he is for West Ham, he's not one of those fashionable players that look particularly good on a ball look particularly good when you stick him into the media spotlight but actually for what he does he's a very good player Mate, very underrated yeah and it's it's always he's always one of those names where another name might be more sexier than him more flashier yeah. than him but uh, squads could do with players like him who are there to be a thorough professional you know something that potentially England just haven't had in their in their squads over the years but as you say it England have passed that now, um, it, unfortunately. Number three? number three for me is Steve Bruce. Um, so, the reason, another player who never got the recognition at international level as well, when really he should have done, but he was the captain of those early Man United years. 
in the Premier League and we all know how dominant they were earlier on. Uh, he formed a great partnership <laughs> with Gary Pallister, uh, forming that formidable line in front of Peter Schmeichel behind them, organised the defence and it, I, I'm pretty certain in one year, I don't know if they were all Premier League goals, but he didn't get close to 20 goals in the season. Uh, yeah, he did uh, in, his, one, in the one. first year, first Premier it, League year. I mean, I mean, if a defender did now that, if a defender did that nowadays, he would be like talked to the moon. Um, so, I definitely feel like Steve Bruce certainly hasn't got the recognition that maybe he should have done in his career, you know. And uh, he's gone on to have a fairly decent managerial career as well. But he certainly was a great captain for that United side. Number two. Number two. Again, I'm going back to the Man United well. Uh, I'm going back to Gary Neville this time. Very much towards the back end of his career. But, again, that Man United side, okay, you could say that they had a numerous amount of captains and Gary Neville was more sort of a, a more of a figurehead, if you want to call it, because they had Vidic, they had Ferdinand, they had uh, Evra, Ryan Rooney, Giggs. Ronaldo, Giggs. Yeah, all of those players. But Gary Neville was still the choice of captain at those times and that Man United side they won the Premier League they won it uh, what two or three seasons in a row they won the Champions League they beat out Chelsea that good Chelsea side of the times as well and he brought vital experience having played numerous games at international level formed that devastating partnership down the right hand side with David Beckham everyone knew, knows about that partnership that they formed and he was just a good pro I mean, I mean, I suppose you ask the youngsters, they, they just know him as the pundit who talks on Sky, who has the uh, outrageous conversations with Jamie Carragher. But before that, he did forge out a pretty decent career for himself as a Man United right back. And who's your number one? Number one is Mr. Stevie G himself. One club, one captain. <laughs> number one is Steven Gerrard. <laughs> yeah, in the Premier League. <laughs> He, I mean, Steven Gerrard, first of all, first and foremost, is one of the best English midfielders of all time. Uh, he could do it all. He could tackle, player. he could pass, he could shoot. And he, I know he never won, but the influence that he had on Liverpool at that time was so, so vast and... They really, really didn't. Was terrible at that time. Yeah, you know, yeah they, they, they didn't. Won the, they didn't. Won the, won the Champions League in two thousand and five, right? Did they deserve to win that Champions League? Probably so. Did they do anything else? No, not really. No. They were terrible in the league. They, they scraped fifth. But know, Everton came true, fourth. A true captain and leader, Gav, isn't only measured by the trophies that he's won. Exactly. No, yeah. Because because otherwise, if you if you were me if you were measuring on uh, the amount of trophies that were won, then players like I uh, don't mean any disrespect to him, but like John O'Shea and Luke Chadwick, they're better players than Steven Gerrard, and that's well, just, it, just not yeah. the case. Well, it's, it's funny that you say John O'Shea um, because my top five. Um, John O'Shea. Mm. No, that's banter. That is banter. That is banter. <laughs> it's not him. It's not him. I swear to God. Um, I think the hair grows has gone through his head. No, number five. Yeah. Stephen Gerrard's definitely up there, but John O'Shea, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not number, happening, mate. Number five is, is Patrick Vieira because 
how can you not have Patrick Vieira in any top five? End of story. Midfield enforcer. He wore his art on his sleeve. It would chop people. He, he, he would die for the cause. So he's got to be in your in your in everyone's top five as far as I'm concerned. Um, number four. I've gone a bit left field with this one. I've gone with Tim Sherwood. Oh, um, he's a bit left field. Yeah, I, 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 I think people forget how good Tim Sherwood actually was. You know, Blackburn could have signed Zinedine Zidane, but they had Tim Sherwood. Obviously, their careers went down different paths and stuff. But at the time, what he did for that midfield for Blackburn, he he was a true leader. A team that, should they have won the league that year? Should they not? Who knows? But they did. And he led by example. I thought I thought it was brilliant. And um, on a very similar vein as to why I've gone with my number three, Captain Wes Morgan. Jamaican international. You know, that's the main reason. So, come on, talk to me about Wes Morgan. <laughs> Wes Morgan I, has been... I, I'm, I'm not having that one as number three, but come on, talk to me about it. Because if I look back on that side, at that Leicester side, the side that we're talking about is the one that gained promotion from the championship. Obviously, they feigned for winning the Premier League when they were 2,500 to one odds. And we all wish we'd have stuck a fiver on it when we didn't. Um, Mate, but, they came from League One. He, he became the captain in 2012. They they came up from League One. They got to the, the championship. They were unlucky one year. They ended up coming up and... You know, there was that one season, obviously, where they didn't look too good. And then, you know, manager sackings and stuff. And But, but the they... success of that side wasn't really down to the captaincy, was it? That was really down to, He's I would say, leadership between the sticks. You do, but you need to bring an air of authority and cohesiveness. And I, I personally put that in that side down to the the flair that they were getting from Mares and and Vardy in terms of the goals, but actually I look at Schmeichel in that side and I think he's the one that gels that all together and becomes that leader in the pack. He hasn't got the armband, but when he you say about that. the co- cohesion and stuff, I felt that was coming from Wes Morgan, and you know he scored a couple of vital goals as well in that in that title winning year. And yeah, he's my number three. Okay, um, who's it two? Jordan Henderson. Oh, oh! Not having that, mate. COVID has gone to your head. You having a bit of Sherwood love this week? We had it on Monday. We've got it again today. Now you've gone to Wes Morgan. We've let you have that one. Come on, right? Hendo over Stevie G. Yes. Yeah. Explain that one because Stevie G was captain for Liverpool for a number of years. We all know this, but Liverpool were pretty twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah, they they weren't. That. But you've gone for a man that's only been captain for four. No, yeah, there's reason behind it. And I think this season mm. and the season where they just missed out on the title, uh, proof as to what Jordan Henderson actually brings to that side. That's more Jordan the Henderson team, was though. For the last, Jordan was, Henderson was missing for the last three games of that, t- that unfortunate year. He is so key. He is the glue that holds Liverpool together. And that is why he is a worthy captain I think he will go down in years to come as a true Liverpool legend. I think he should be wearing the captain's armband for England. 
he, when he's missing, he's he's not a very pretty player. A bit like with um, with Mark Noble, he's not a very pretty player. He does everything right. When he's missing from the side, you know about it. Whether it be his leadership or his or his or his skills in the middle of the park, he's is very very important to what Liverpool do. And I think that he is more li- important because Liverpool right now are world class. I think he's important to the side because they need a shield to allow that front three to function really well. What we're talking about is, is he better than Stevie G? So let's just compare what we're saying. Better as a captain than Stevie G. At any point did I say he is better? Steven Gerrard is one of the best players to ever play in an England shirt and a Liverpool shirt. Do I think he's a good captain? No, not really. Jordan Henderson, is he one of the best players to play for Liverpool? No, not really. No. He's a good captain. 100%. So that's why I've gone with that. Um, and number one, pff, King Company, mate. That's a good shout. I don't good know, shout. think that really needs much explanation. No. Vincent Company. You've only got to look at Company over the last, well, even when Pep had him in the squad and was using him bit part towards getting those first few trophies in the in the cabinet for City under his reign. You know, he was coming towards the end of his career. He was starting to feel perhaps the the injuries and the age of the body, but he was still so influential. And, mm. you know, I think it didn't Sir Alex Ferguson try and sign him about three years or four years before he actually ended up at Manchester City because he thought he was Probably that good. Man, he was, he was quality on, like, football manager and pairs and everything. Oh, I loved him. He's played CDM as well when he was at, like, Hamburg and that. You know, great player, great, great player. Good and, player, um, naturally. He is I like that one. A true Premier League and football legend. So the, the uh, I, I kind of agree. The only knock I'd have on him is just the injuries. Just you know, they do. I know you could say our oh, injuries is a bit unfair to him, but that is still an ability to have is availability. You know, so. Mm. Mm, I don't know if I'd have him as the best captain of all time. See, I, I think company for me, I think he's encapsulated by what he did off the pitch as well. You know, the, the influence that he had in that dressing room, the influence that he had around the club on the youngsters that yeah. were coming through, even when he wasn't playing, was just, you know, it was quite something to behold for that Manchester City team. And I don't really think they've replaced the leadership qualities since. No, no, I, I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's borne out this season with what's happened so far. Yep. Yeah. Buck. So, I've agreed with you for number five. I've gone yeah. for a Patrick Vieira, a gooner. Sorry, let me, sorry, can I just reintroduce you for a second? Um, <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur fan, Stephen Buck. You went with, um, you went with uh, Gerard, not Gerard, sorry, um, Vieira, number five. Okay. Patrick Vieira, I, yeah. I did, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm dreadfully sorry, Ledley okay. King, but yes, I picked Patrick Vieira over you. Um, okay. through, almost 300 games for Arsenal, nine years at the club. The argument could be said about the fact that he only really spent three seasons as captain, but the influence that he had on that team, even before he got the armband, was very clear to see. Um, very influential on on the way that that club operated and the way that it played. And actually, it's, he's probably been quite influential in terms of how other clubs for looked at midfielders. You know, he was probably one of the best box-to-box midfielders that we've seen grace the Premier League. So mm. I have put him in there for all those reasons. Winner, who's your number four? Number four, Roy Keane. Oh, and I'll tell you why, because there's going to be a lot of Man United fans out there going, oh, Roy Keane should be number one. N- no, great player, 
won a lot of trophies. I'm not denying that. But let, let's just kind of like run through it. He got the captaincy in the 97-98 season and spent most of it injured. 98-99, all right, yeah, they won the treble. But he got himself booked in the semi-final and missed the final when they won the Champions League. 99-0-0, okay, a couple more trophies. But then it all went to pot. Yeah, 2000, 2001, you had the two major incidents. You had the one where he called all the sat, all the um, fans the Prawn Sandwich Brigade because they don't really know football and they don't know how to spell football and no one understands it. <laughs> he followed that up with smashing through Alfinger Holland and ending his career just mm. because he didn't like the fact that he tackled him the year before and accused him of diving. Boss. He fell out with the club because he asked for a pay rise and the club gave him a pay rise and then told all the fans that they'd hike the ticket prices up because of Roy Keane. And that just kind of snowballed from there. The following season, they didn't win a single trophy. That is not the sign of a great captain. What he brought to that team on the pitch. Yes. What he achieved in terms of his total career. Yes. What he achieved and what he did as a captain that has responsibilities to his club. No. So I'll also I'll also throw in as well the whole I know this wasn't uh, to do with the Premier League but remember his old issues he caused on the international stage of Republic of Ireland at the World Cup. Oh, um, yeah. I mean I, I appreciate it. You know he's gone on record as saying that he felt as captain he, he it was his duty to say that the standards weren't good enough where they were. But at the same time you can view that as him abandoning his, abandoning his team when they got to the World Cup. Where I thought. And I think a lot of people thought that Republic of Ireland team was a fairly decent team and they could have they done actually, all right at that World oh, Cup, you know. So, um, I certainly... That team was actually banging. <laughs> it was, um, though. So, Look at yeah. Irish teams that have made it to World Cups in 1990, 1994. The 2002 team... Yeah, it was a much better side. Better. It was a much better, better. side. much better but the 2002-94, like, football had moved on massively. Um, they were never going to go and win the World Cup. They weren't. No, 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 no. I mean, nowhere near it. But it was a much better side technically. Well, it would have, it would have, been, it would have been their best chance since the 1990 World Cup when they got to the quarters, didn't they? Uh, Republic of Ireland, I believe, that when they got knocked out to Italy. But, yeah, that, that 2002, that kind of soured a lot of people on Roy Keane. I don't think he ever really kind of recovered from that. No, he didn't. His career went down from there. Oi, Bucky, what's your number three? Number three, I've gone for a bit of an outsider for my number three. So, um, Ian Ashby. So, for those that yes. don't know, he is Very the interesting. Ex- I love him. Whole City <laughs> midfielder. So, Ian Ashby is the only captain to have taken a club from League Two to League One to the Championship and then into the Premier League whilst remaining captain the entire way through. You know, yeah, he was, he saw multiple changes in managerial structures, different changes in what was going on, made 243 appearances. The season when he got injured in the Premier League was the season the whole got sent down. And before they even got there, he actually had a degenerative disease in his bones, meaning that some poor surgeon had to drill 14 holes in his shin bone just to make sure he could still walk. Yeah, this, oh. this is a guy that led by example. So he makes my number three. Fair. Number two. Number two, I've gone for the man that you can trust in the heart of defence, John Terry. Um, Obviously, you can't trust him with your wife, (laughs) but you can trust him at the back with a football. 
Yeah, this is a guy that made uh, over 500 appearances for Chelsea, um, is the most decorated captain in their history. Um, when Mourinho gave him the captaincy, I think it was 05-06, they went on to win the title in record points, record numbers of goals scored, record numbers of goals not conceded. Yeah, this was a guy that led by example. You're talking about five Premier League titles, four FA Cups, three League Cups, a Champions League and a Europa League. You know, The yeah. man had silverware scattered everywhere and has done it throughout his entire career. But I still wouldn't trust JT. him. As a player, I love JT. I don't like his off-field stuff. I don't like the way he looks at certain people with chocolate faces and stuff. But other than that, it, as, as a player, as a centre-half, you trust him <sighs> 1 million percent. Um, Stephen Buck, the, um, the diehard Tottenham Hotspur fan, who's your number one? My number one is actually Tony Adams. <gasps> Which pains me so much as a Spurs fan to say I've oh got two goons in my top five. What's going on with me? <laughs> I may, never mind. But, I mean, look, any Arsenal fan out there will tell you the same thing. This is a guy which is a, a legend at that club. And rightly so. He's the only person to have won a Premier League title in three separate decades. Yeah. He spent 22 seasons at Arsenal, spent the vast majority of him as captain, you know, over 500 caps, four Premier League titles, and his whole behaviour on and off the pitch around teaching that other players and the youngsters around the club how to behave and how to aspire to be more and think of a winning mentality is fantastic. Yes, he had his issues with the pitch. We all know that he's come out and he's dealt with those and he's probably still fighting some of those demons now. But as a player and as a leader and as a captain, none of the others even come close. What a shout. Um, before we go, I um, last week's show, we did crazy hairstyles. And I just want to show everybody what Buck used to look like before. Um, <laughs> We'll explain that later in the future. Um, tune in next Thursday for the uh, you know the old top fives on five midfield. Thank you, boys and girls. And before you say goodbye, everyone, let us know what your top fives would be. Uh, we would like to hear what uh, you uh, what you think as well, uh, because you know without without you guys, the show doesn't go. Indeed, nice one. See you later, boys. See you later. See you guys. Bye.